Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast, All In Good Time. It's Michelle here and I'm just here with an episode on interracial relationships and cultural differences whilst you're dating in an interracial relationship and married in an interracial relationship. So, um, just a little introduction. So, I'm Michelle, I was born in Zimbabwe and I moved from Zimbabwe to England when I was about seven or eight years old. So, I've lived in England majority of my life. Um, I'm now 26. Um, so it's been a good nearly 20 years I've been in the country for. I've obviously left the country, been elsewhere, seen other places, obviously not as many times as my husband because he's been around, you know, all these European countries, even Africa. He's been to Africa more times than I have. Um, anyway, so in this podcast, we're just obviously going to talk about um, interracial relationships. Now, for me, um, I lived in a predominantly white area in Surrey and Hampshire. Um, so the first person that I kissed was white. Um, the first person I went out with was white. The first person I slept with was white. So all of these things happened because there's not really that many black people. So my natural preference was the white guys. Um, whereas for Alex, who I'm just going to introduce you to, Alex... Hi, so I'm Alex, Michelle's husband. I grew up in Wolverhampton in a predominantly uh, white background within the working class. I originally met Michelle um, when I joined the army and I'd moved down to Hampshire, which is where Michelle was living at the time. We originally met through friends, um, through going out on nights out and some of my friends in the army knew some of her friends. And we got acquainted that way. Now, I'd never been uh, dated outside, outside my race before. However, me and Michelle got on really well. We had a bit of a laugh and there was a bit of chemistry there. But like you didn't see any colour, really? No. Uh, but then again, um, that night, you know, we, didn't, we just left as friends. And it's only later on through talking over Facebook that we kind of reignited it and got back to, uh, um, met up again, and I decided then to take you on a date. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I don't think you decided. It was obviously not about a fight, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, exactly. So, I mean, for me, obviously, I didn't, I would have known, I don't really see anyone's colour, well, you naturally do, do, but you don't at the same time, so it doesn't bother me that you're white, but... For you, it was a completely different story because you'd never been with anyone of colour. Like, I was, I've the, I've been the per- first person that you'd ever been with that's black or any colour, right? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I just wanted to take a chance and um, to kind of get to know you and try something just different. As a person, as yeah. A person, yeah. Yeah, which is fine. So on here we've got um, how our families accepted us. Um, so for me, you know, my mum, my mum absolutely loves you to bits. So my mum, she's always had white partners apart from my dad. I think my dad's the only person that she's been with that's black after that, because obviously the situation with my mum is that my dad cheated on my mum, which is what caused our family to break down. And then I came over to England with my brother. So at that point, when we came over to England, my mum was with someone white, and it's just been it's just been ongoing since there. So not only have I been going to school with a lot of white people, my mum was also 
with white partners as well. So it's it was just the norm for me. My aunties had white partners. It was just very natural for me. So obviously, like, I was just used to that. Whereas, um, you know, and my family as well. My family's been really opening towards you. My brother gets on with you like a house on fire. And um, and obviously the same as my mum sees you like her own son. Whereas on the other hand, your family took it a little bit different to mine. Whereas for me, um, although I was raised, the racism is bad uh, and to never be racist and that uh, by my mum, because my family had always only dated within their race, it was a bit of a shock to my family, a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was ever taken maliciously and they, I don't think they ever like refused to accept it, but it was obviously a bit of a surprise uh, and it was one or two kind of inappropriate, light-hearted comments that were made, which obviously, um, as my nan uh, is an older woman, um, she still uses terms such as coloured instead of black. However, um, she never actually had a problem with Michelle and Michelle quite quickly became her favourite. Yeah, it's really strange, <clears throat> isn't it? Because your grandparents are, what, 80, 80 years old now, both of them. And I literally love them like they're my own grandparents. It's so weird because obviously they had this mindset and it was all a bit strange for them. They never showed any like discomfort around me or anything like that. It was all just a bit strange. Um, but now, like, she'll call me up and she always wants... If I go... If Alex goes over without me, it's, it's where's Michelle, isn't it? So where's yeah. Michelle? When's she coming round? Why have you come round on your own kind of thing? And then when I eventually come over, they're like, oh, my God, where have you been? They're not even bothered that Alex is there because we just get on so well because obviously they've learned to love me as a person and not that I don't think that they were racist to start with it's just because the older generation like you said they're so used to dating in their own race that it was a bit of a culture shock I think you were the first person in the family well in the direct family to bring someone home that was off colour so that's why obviously it is understandable from their point of view but I think now they have learnt a little bit. They do say black rather than coloured and, and, and things like that. Because I think they they know themselves, like, you know, they've probably gone out of the way to kind of find out what they can and can't say, if you know what I mean. So earlier on you mentioned that you moved to the UK. Yeah. Um, would you like to discuss what it was like moving from Zimbabwe to the UK and then growing up within a white uh, within a predominantly white area? and the kind of issues that you faced uh, and the adjustments that you had to make culturally? Yeah, so... Okay, that, this takes me back now. So, okay, well, I left when I was about seven or eight. So before I left, I was going to a boarding school um, because, obviously, my mum didn't want my, um, my dad looking after us because of what he had done and stuff like that. So, um, so moving here was a massive culture shock for me but at the same time I did already speak English I went to a multicultural boarding school so I was used to white people anyway and then I moved here my mum's a nurse so she's in and out of the house and she was always working night shifts and stuff like that well before she became a nurse she was actually a student so she was a single mum with two children and a student nurse so you know there's a lot going on and her relationship side, there was white people as well, white men and stuff like that. So going back to 
moving and then you know moving from Zim to here obviously in Zimbabwe you're surrounded by black people all the time and I did see white people not very often but they were there at my school and then to come in here where you're now the minority and everyone else is white around you it was a bit weird but then again I I think I adjusted quite quickly because obviously my my accent no one a lot of people don't really think that I'm black when they hear my voice. So when they hear it on the phone, then they come into the office and they see me and they're like, can I speak to Michelle Moore? And I'm, oh, Michelle Moore. <laughs> That's my maiden name, Michelle Harris. And I'm like, yeah. And they're looking at me like, oh, are you? Oh, okay. So obviously like that was, that's all been quite different for me. That's been, um, confusing and you know at times when that's happened because obviously I only see myself as me so I have been used to just being like living around white people it's only when things like that happen and they're shocked that I'm Michelle Harris or when I was at school the registers being called and I was Michelle Moore back then it was a bit weird so you know so it's different but I mean it's now become my life, so I'm more used to... Obviously, if I went to Zimbabwe, then it would be different. I would feel uncomfortable there because this has been my lifestyle for almost 20 years. So going over there would be very different. And even if I lived there, maybe it would take a good few years for me to be more interested in the black guys there. But I think that if I was single lady at my age, moved over to Zimbabwe, I probably still would rather go for a white guy. Um, just because that's just naturally what I've been used to. So because of your upbringing, since you moved, the majority of your life's grown up around white people mm. and your mum's been dating white guys, would you say you've definitely got a preference for white guys and that you probably wouldn't date black men anymore? Yeah, 100%. I think I've only ever dated, like, two black black guys before and the rest have all been white. So it's not really... I mean, I think... It might be because subconsciously I don't trust black men because of what my dad did or I don't know what it is and what the reason is behind it all, but I just have a natural preference for white guys now. I find white guys more attractive than black guys. So on that, with your community of black people, have you found that found that other black people have been accepting of this? Have you found that there's been pushback or have you found that there's been a mixture of both? I think there's been a mixture of both. Obviously, some I keep saying obviously. <laughs> um, some some of my friends or some black people that I know are you know fine with it. They're like, oh wow, what's it like? You know, I get a lot of um, <laughs> strange questions. Like, you know, do you not find it weird or what? What what made you attracted to him? Or I can get something like my hairdresser was like, oh, Alex is very handsome. Yeah, you know. And Alex is loving it. They're really good to you and stuff. So it is a mixture of both. And sometimes when people are just saying to me, it's just not their preference, which I understand. Like I've got Asian friends who are still in shock that I'm with a white guy and not a black guy as they are with their own. And they also say they would rather date a black guy over a white guy if they were to date out of their race. And I found that so interesting. But for me, yeah, like I just, I would naturally prefer to go for white guys okay so fast forward into our current relationship yeah um we've obviously been together in the uk we've been together on multiple holidays holidays yeah um and how have you found um inter 
interracial relationships um, being accepted um, in other countries? When we've been abroad, when we went to Malta, that was fine. No one really cared, <clears throat> I don't think. No. When we went to Morocco, no one cared. I mean, they were obsessed with me because I had dark skin. Yeah. But they weren't really, I don't know, maybe because they hadn't been used to it. I don't know. Um, but then, where else have we been? Well, France, we... not a problem. Croatia was obviously an issue, but I'm going to go back onto that one. Um, and where else did we go? Amsterdam, no problem. Just all these places that we've been to, we've had no issues apart from when we went to Croatia. Now, with Croatia, we play, we stayed in a place called um, Vodice. Um, and it's beautiful, beautiful place. But I just found it so uncomfortable. Um, all the people that were there, apart from the staff that worked in the shops or our hotel, um, it was the holiday visitors and um, the tourists that came that get that made me feel so uncomfortable i was getting stared as soon as we walked into the restaurant it's like everything just stopped and everyone just stared at me yeah. and it was making me really angry and i just didn't understand why people would be you know like if you've got a problem with it then fine but don't make it obvious like why is everyone staring at me it took us a couple of days as well to work out that it, I don't think it was the local people. It was more the tourists yeah. sort of coming from like Austria and Germany. And Germany and stuff like that. And I think they had some Russians as well. Like a lot of those kind of people go and visit um, Croatia for a holiday. It's like what you said, it's their, it's their Spain. It's like us yeah. going to Spain. Yeah, it's, it's their, their, version, Sp it's their Spain, version of Spain. Their <laughs> yeah, Spain. like the family holiday that they go to. But it was horrible. Yeah, we did work out that it wasn't, the, the locals or anything like that because the locals were absolutely lovely people they were so nice they made me feel so comfortable um and when we went onto that little island across that those locals that don't really see anyone they only go into town to get supplies and then they come back and they were so lovely they they had conversations with us remember that lady that walked um she took us to this place because she was shocked yeah. why we we're on the island because there was nothing there. She was like, there's nothing here, but I'll take you to this place. It was quite interesting because she was a German woman that had moved over there uh, full time. Um, so obviously she was able to kind of give us some insight before we paid the fares to go to these various islands. I was and thought... she was quite helpful, which was interesting because the tourists that were there on holiday, as yeah. contrast, were... Um, quite how can i put it they didn't say Ignorant. or do horrible things but they gave disapproving looks yeah um and they made it known that they weren't comfortable yeah with uh, i don't know whether it was just black people in general or whether it was the fact that it was a black and white interracial couple together yeah but then at the same time <clears throat> we saw that asian lady um, they were English. It was an English lady, English white lady, and an Asian Indian lady that was also English. Um, and I'd said to the lady, I said, look, I don't know about you, but, you know, I've been getting some really rough stares. And she said, oh, same here, me too. I've been getting some really bad stares. And it's been so uncomfortable for them. And it, and it had, like, on the whole island, I think... I saw one black couple, <laughs> This not on the island, sorry, it wasn't even on the island, On in Croatia, in this on place, the on the mainland, um, 
we saw that one black couple, was a, a black man and a black woman, and then they were getting stared at, and then I was getting stared at, and then this Asian lady is getting stared at, and uh, when that happened, I just honestly, you remember, Alex is so naive with everything, he didn't even realise that this was going on until I pointed it out. Because yeah. sometimes, you know, some people say when you're in an interrelation, interracial relationship and you're the person of colour, you're looking for the stairs. But I honestly wasn't looking for the stairs. I was yeah. I was just trying to enjoy my holiday. I just wanted to relax because I didn't I didn't think no way in hell was anyone going to stare at me like that. And the thing is, it was watching me. The eyes were literally burning as I walked past. And I just felt so uncomfortable that I even felt like, I didn't want to hold your hand. That's how bad it was. Like I was like, I'm not going to hold his hand because it was going to make it even worse. Whereas you know? I'd pull you closer and show that we're kind of proud of the of being together. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a really rough time. I definitely won't be going back there. However, when we went to um, Dubrovnik for the day, we yeah. went to Dubrovnik for the day, which is in Croatia, and that's that gets a lot of tourists. So the locals there were nice. So is it because the place we went to wasn't really exp exposed to that much diversity compared to the others? Because yeah. apparently Split they, um, Split and um, uh, grow, grow Bag or something like that? I can't remember the... Can't the, remember the um, that place. Yeah, the um, <clears throat> capital city. They obviously get a lot more diverse people going over there. But I did watch something on YouTube and it was a girl who'd been to Croatia and she'd um, actually been racially abused by men out there and stuff like that. And maybe if I wasn't with you, yeah, I might have had. Yeah, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Yeah. There was some big celebrities that went over there. Yeah, Jamie Foxx was in the restaurant and, um, and there was some guests in the restaurant and they started um, hurling abuse at Jamie Foxx, like racist, racial abuse and stuff like that. And the restaurant owner kicked them out and stuff. So it was, it's pretty bad. And I think, you know, those tourists are really running down that country. It's full of nice people. It's a nice place. It's yeah, nice it's beautiful. It has a lot to offer. Yeah. Considering uh, in such a short time, it's gone from being a war-torn country to a place where you wouldn't even know that happened. Yeah. Because of how nice it is now. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> so... Um, moving on anyway, so what 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 did we have? Um, so just looking at other things that we've we've obviously talked about and we've we've got a little notepad with some notes here just to keep us on track. Um, so I've got on here how our culture will have an effect on having children on on the way we raise our children. So do you think the fact that we've been raised in two different ways because obviously, it's weird because we've been both raised by single parents, but we've been raised by two completely different Cultures. single parents. Like one is from one end and one is from the other. I'm also African and you're not. You're English. Whereas your mum obviously was, came over to England at an older age. So she still holds and raised you in like African, African values. Way. Yeah. Um, whereas obviously I'm from like a working class English background. Uh, and I've been raised that particular way, which obviously you've come to grow and see as you've moved to this country. Yeah, so because I've been raised, I've been raised African and Western at the same time. But I think that you can't do both. You've got to raise your child one or the other because there was some conf conflicting issues 
on the way I'd been raised um, and how I then turned out, you know, rebelling and stuff like that. Whereas I'd gone all my life not rebelling and trying to be good. Well, I was rebelling behind my mum's back, obviously. But to my mum, I never disrespected her in the face or anything like that until I started rebelling and wanting to go out and didn't want to be, you know, kept in and all that stuff. So... For my mum, obviously, it's always been like, you've got to work hard, you need to get yourself an education, and um, she always worked. I hardly saw my mum as a child growing up. When I, Even when I moved to England, I didn't really see her that much because she was always working, especially when she became a, a nurse and then she got promotions and, and then now she's a ward sister. Um, she worked night shifts and, you know, she was a single mum until she met my um, sister's dad. So my mum and my sister's dad got together, had my sister, so things changed, dynamics changed, and obviously my mum started wanting to have that family she didn't have because my dad had ruined it, but that had caused issues for me and my brother, because it's kind of like, well, what do we do then? What do you do with us? Are you going to push us out kind of thing? So, you know, that happens, but... Whereas... Uh, from obviously meeting you and some of your family, yeah. I see that your family values you very much push for education and career. Education, yeah. However, sometimes it has the expense of kind of, of losing that family. time, yeah. Whereas with my family, um, generally most people tend to do what their parents did or a similar kind of thing, and there's kind of less less aspiration on that side of it. Um, but then there's more kind of focus on uh, family closeness and outside of that community as well, of like, you know, knowing your neighbours uh, and being part of a big community and helping each other. Yeah, I think, you know, and also being like your family's <clears throat> more um, into like raising the children and taking that time off work to to fully focus on the children whereas my mum was trying to do it well she did it all at the same time but the consequences yeah. for that is that I didn't get to see her that much so that have that has that has had an effect on our relationship because I think our relationship could have been much stronger if we had that time together whereas in your family like your nan and your mum and um your cousin you know they've all taken time off or worked less to raise the children um and it really got me thinking because the other day my mum did ask me and said to me so what do you what, what are you going to do then um what, what are you going to do are you going to continue to work or or what when you guys have your first child and I just thought well I know I'm at the moment I work in HR and I'm studying um and I hope to be somewhat some sort of HR director in the future or something but I I I think I'm going to choose to devote my time to having, you know, to raising my child because I know that didn't happen with my mum and I lost that time with her and I don't want to do, I don't want to say make the same mistake. You see what I mean? See, um, whereas for me, when we have our kid, I think uh, when we have our child, I believe... Our that... kid. <laughs> That's what they say in the West Midlands. I believe... Obviously, you'll take maternity and work with that. Yeah. I think, you know... I think I will at, go back. After the first year, you can yeah. go back and continue your career. Yeah. But in relation to raising our child, uh, yeah. child, I believe, we'll go for pushing him to be ambitious and career-driven and independent, yeah. um, but as well as trying to be kind of closer to 
the family and then uh, know their cultures and their cultural roots as well. For yeah. Both, uh, for not only the Zimbabwean side, but also for the English side as well. And my South African side. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I think it's the... I do think it's the same way because obviously it is... I don't know why I say obviously all the time. Um, so I know what you're saying. It is hard because obviously we've got two different cultures and we've got to, we've got to balance those cultures whilst we're raising our children. Um, and it is just the case of just giving them a bit of both, making sure that they work, don't spoil them too much, but show them all the love in the world that we can really, um, just to make them happy. As long as they're happy, comfortable, got a roof over their heads and we're providing for them, we should be happy and they should be happy. They should grow up to be something, you know, that we would like them to be, but we'd never force them to do anything that they would, they don't want to do. We, me and Alex all, well, we've got a strong belief of you've got to try it once at least you know try the sport once and then see if you like it then if you don't like it we'll try something else so it's the same as studying or anything like that um and you know so just to kind of summarize the whole you know chit chat that we've had today it's not i mean it's not been a too long of a you know podcast but yeah just a brief yeah, a brief of, yeah i mean if we went into detail we would literally be here for days because there's so many things that are going on in both our families, well, that have gone on in both our families that have made us into what we are. We're two completely different people that have come out of our family groups and now we're together. It's just completely mad. But then we started off not always having the same outlook on life. We had completely different thoughts and opinions, but now we have similar opinions we still have different ones, but we still have similar similar opinions. So overall, um, what do you want to say, Alex? Uh, thank you for listening and tuning to our next one. Yeah, tune in to the next one. Send us some questions and we're happy to go through it. Well, I mean, it's my podcast and Alex is acting like he's like, yeah, we would tune in. Um, so take care and see you in the next one.